Hello and welcome to Pixel Pals. My name is Xanadude and I'm joined by my good friend, Zach. We have a lovely episode for you all today. Zach, how you been? It's been a long time since we recorded together. It's been I, like three weeks, I feel like. I know. We, yeah. I mean, it's funny because we've hung out outside of recording, but we just haven't, our schedules have not lined up. Yeah, we should have bring a, bring a microphone to the board game nights. So that'll, that'll really keep things <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, man. That would be popular. Um, but yeah, so we are back together, the dynamic duo once again. We, we had a few solo episodes. Scheduling's just been weird. Um, and thank you, everybody, for being patient. Uh, new microphones came in. Woohoo! Zach, what'd you think about all the fancy gadgets in my basement? Dude, we gotta get down there soon, man. It's I'm I'm excited. This ugh. I know. I'm excited. Patience is a virtue. We must be patient. It, it is a virtue. Uh, we got to make sure everything's all the bells and whistles all of good. I, I feel like we have most like the gadgets that we need. It's just getting a the, place to sit. Yeah, it's just getting like the furniture and yeah. all of that. And make it look nice, you know? Of course, yeah. Look course. good, feel good. So we are going to be going over some new games coming out. We also have an interview with a special guest, Wildcat Hippo, uh, who is a streamer I really enjoy. I love watching his content. Uh, and he's been recently playing through the Dark Souls games as well as Hollow Knight. Um, but yeah, we'll be right back after this quick little break. And we're back. Zach, what got released today? What what information was released? They just announced that a new Witcher game is in development. So that means in five years, we'll get to play a new Witcher game. Dude, yeah. Maybe I'll finish this one. Uh, we'll see. Um, I, I, I sent Zach a text earlier. <laughs> like he, sent me the, uh, he sent me the announcement. And I was like, oh, hopefully this one will be good. He's like, what do you mean by that? Like, like elaborate. And it's just an ongoing joke that I really did like the last Witcher game. It was just so long and I kept getting so distracted that I never ended up finishing. It. He says a minute away from beating Elden Ring. It's different. It's different. And everybody knows that. Um, um, I'm, I will say a bit nervous after the performance of Cyberpunk. I was just going to bring that up. I was like, do you think that CD Projekt Red redeems himself? Um, because they've done really well with the Witcher series. They they have. I you know I think it's just kind of uh, we will just have to wait and see. I I think they lost everyone's good graces of oh this game's gonna be good no matter what after Cyberpunk. I will say this, um, a three and four average still is not terrible at all. No, <laughs> they no. they've made three fantastic games and one questionable game that i guess they've just they've really hauled ass to get it to a point where it's actually working now and yeah they they have fixed cyberpunk for the most part i think a lot of the people's issues over the past year have been solved so at least they didn't just like abandon it like ubisoft yeah but like i'm hoping that it's not the same thing with this new one where it is it starts off like a hot right like because because it shouldn't it like that should not happen no i mean and i we've talked about it before i'm i'm wondering if it is the whole like, oh, well, we had to make it for two consoles, so it had to split our resources kind of thing. Like, I, I have a feeling that played some part in Cyberpunk's uh, failure. I Not even close to all of it, but I think that's part of it. So we'll see. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, I've been, me and Zach are both in kind of neck deep in the Elden Ring. Uh, but we'll probably end up talking, we've been talking a lot about that. Oh, we're going to so we'll talk about We'll probably talk about that during our interview segment. 
um, because I know Wildcat might be playing it. Um, and if not, we can always, you know, go crazy with it. Uh, Tunic is a game that just got released uh, on Xbox and PC. PC. Unfortunately, yep. this game looks like it was made for Switch, but it is not for the Switch. Um, it looks really good, though, Zach. And I'm definitely going to give it a play. This is what happens being a PS5 fanboy. It's not like I have a Switch for these types of games, though. That's why I'm I really, got a Switch. I, like, they definitely signed a deal with Microsoft, though. because No, like, exactly. No, It came out on Game Pass Day. Yeah, no, they had to, which, I mean... Like, I mean, good good for all you Microsoft people, but I just, I feel like even if I had an Xbox, I'd be like, no, this is a game that I would want on my Switch. It definitely has, like, a handhold, handheld vibe to it. it, it just the it, whole, like, it's it, gotten just really the whole good vibe reviews, of it. Yeah. Really good reviews. It's been in development for seven years, so it's, it has. it's not like it's, oh, we're just sprung this up. Um, I saw someone on TikTok say that this is a Death Store remake. Like, oh, there's going to be, like, a thousand games like Death Store, and this is just one of them. I was like, dude, this was... This was a thing before Death Store even was even thought about. Right. Like, like, like what? Let's put some respect on Tunic. Um, it looks really cute. You play as a cute little fox character, and it's it's, it's a Zelda like. It's it's basically like, well, and I I guess I can't even say that because I was gonna say what if Link was a dog, but they already did that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, but yeah, it looks it just it looks honestly, really cool. Your laptop could probably run it. It doesn't look like that. Yeah, no, I think manage. my laptop could. Um. Will I get it on my laptop? Probably not because you should get a Steam Deck. I feel like Zach, you would I really would, like a Steam Deck. I feel deck. like I would like a Steam Deck. If you order one now, you might get it by next year. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Did you see that uh, Gabe, the head of Valve, was like handing them out in Seattle? <laughs> yes, I saw that. That was I awesome. That was funny. Um, I will say this if I got Tunic, I don't know if I'd actually play it because there's so many other games coming out in the next couple of I weeks. know, and we're gonna talk about a few of those. Yes. So let's hold up. Hold oh off. no, oh I know, I know. I, I'm just I'm just teasing the I'm teasing the audience. <laughs> we're gonna... Uh Kirby and Ghost uh Ghost, I almost Ghostwire. Said, I almost said Ghost of Tsushima. Oh dude. <laughs> Kirby and <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. We did talk very briefly about Ghostwire Tokyo in an earlier episode. Um, but Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Yes. I said I made a TikTok about it and I said Forgotten Lands and people were like, um, actually, and I'm like, listen, okay, this is why people It's the exact same thing like as uh, Legends Arceus. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't care. I, I I've never cared. <laughs> I've never cared. But uh Kirby looks great. Did you play the demo at all? Um, I didn't, but it looks it looks really cool. It's it's giving me a lot of Mario Odyssey vibes, which is a fantastic which game which in that, that is I've, not that I've never played. Oh, I loved Mario Odyssey. Um, and that's like not a knock at all. I thought the I liked all of the mechanics. I liked the whole gimmick of you turn into this thing. Um, and Kirby's version is I eat the thing, but don't fully swallow it. So I it's, am the thing. It's mouthful mode. It, yes, it looks which it looks has been cool. taken on by the internet, and there's been some oh God. inappropriate we'll just, photoshops made. Wow, that... on the internet, that's unheard of. <laughs> yeah, really, on my internet, in no. this economy, um, no, it looks really good. I played the demo for maybe about forty minutes, and I didn't want to play too much because then I'm like, well, I don't want to like play. I don't want to fall in love with <laughs> yeah, the I game. Know, I know. <laughs> um, I need to be Elden Ring first. Ghostwire Tokyo. We did talk about it. It's okay. So all of the humans disappear. And, and they turn it, into ghosts. And Ooh. they turn no, I, I don't know if they turn into ghosts, but it's ghosts. It's like, um, you know what? Look up a video. I don't. It I, looks. I, it looks rad as hell. That's I, one that I'm gonna. I feel like that's like an end of the year game. If there's nothing good out coming at the end of the year, I'll pick that up. Or it might just be like a next year game yeah. for me. I, I told myself I'd play Dying Light Two over the summer. <laughs> oh, but The Witcher's too long. I see. That's the problem. Like, I'll play it. Will like, I finish no. it? No, I don't finish anything. If you finish Dying Light and not The Witcher, I 
think that will actually officially be the end of Pixel Files. Don't they have The Witcher on uh, the Switch now? Yeah, The Switcher. The Switcher <laughs> 3. Switcher. Wild Hunt. Yeah, that's how um my buddy Mike is playing it. He's really? Play, he's, it, yeah, it, he's playing it on the... Does it play like butt? Um, actually, no. It, it play, um, like Actually. Because, yes, I am one of the people that bought it on the Switch just for science. I just want to see how it ran. And I made it through, like, the first act. And, I mean, graphically, it's not as pretty which like obviously yeah, but um but it's they have a lot of different graphic settings that you can put oh, okay. on to kind of optimize it um i haven't tried it on my oled yet i'm wondering if that actually would look like different God, I wish I had um but no it actually like it ran surprisingly well i think because they took a hit on the graphics yeah. which i would rather uh, have I would, better, yeah yes no better. i would rather have it run smoothly with questionable graphics and like and even then the graphics aren't terrible on the switch it's not it's a noticeable downgrade but it's not terrible hey follow us on twitter yeah follow us on <laughs> i'm twitter. plugging that now because zach needs more stuff to do i do yeah <laughs> zach runs our run, zach or zach is our social media guru yes that's um, me because I, I can't be bothered with it <laughs> I, i'm already i'm already on too many social well i was gonna say you, you have your own to run <laughs> yeah i'm a big boy um, Lego Star Wars thoughts, questions, concerns. Um, my thoughts are yay, and I can't wait. I don't know if I, I like. I really don't think I have any concerns. I, Does it have couch go up? Yes. Okay, because uh, we're also planning on streaming it on my Twitch channel. It does have couch co-op. However, I'm wondering. I mean, and this is just a question for like. I mean, we'll just have to. We'll have to see what happens when it comes out. Um, because I know it's going to be very open world heavy what what's that going to look like am i going to be able to go to tatooine and if you don't want to go to tatooine you can go to to naboo i'm going to assume no i mean i would assume no as well however you never know but also it it looks there's just there's some different stuff because like i know in previous lego star wars games they tried to keep it as canon as possible in terms of like oh when luke fought darth vader here there was no one there like it was just luke and like r2 was there for a minute but then they just have R2, like, the whole level with you kind of thing. I'm wondering if they're just going to do the same thing with that. Yeah. Which I would be fine with. Um, You know, I, th- I think they take liberties here and there, which are fine. Um, Some gameplay got leaked, I guess. Um, And I was watching it, and it looks rad. I mean, it, it just it looks even so from the awesome. trailers and, like, the officially released content, because I haven't seen what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. I love that the, the changes to, like, the combat... It's yeah, gonna it just, make it feel a lot. Yeah, I, I I'll through. I'll spoil as little as possible from what I saw. Um, it it was a lightsaber duel, but just it was super cool because it looked like they were in the middle of the duel. You were able to free aim and use the force to throw different objects that oh, were in the cool. room at the person that you're fighting at the same time. It was just it was really it was just it's what you like to see. Yeah, it's I, what you like to see. Um, could this be the best Star Wars game? Probably not, but it's gonna be damn good. Probably the best Lego game. Oh, easily the best Lego game. There's no question about the, that. But. The hard thing that for me to get into with the Lego games, and I really enjoy them, mm-hmm. um, is like the monotony. It's like you're repeating the same actions yes. like over and over. Again, yes, it gets which, it gets kind of tiring after like the. Whole I'm just game. in it for the story, man. Yeah, me too. God, <laughs> I'm really the great I, dialogue. I can't, I can't wait to see what they oh, do with the Star Wars. Isn't there like a whole thing about how? Um, oh, there's two options. Well, oh, they're really? There's the option yes, to keep yes, it as like the yes, regular yes, they, mumble? Yes, they, they, it's called mumble mode. Oh. They have the option where you can just turn that off, and they have the mumbling. However, 
the I'm sure the voice acting will be fine. It sounds like they got a lot of the voice actors from like Clone Wars. Oh, that's to cool. do the different characters because like I I, I bet I, Dave Filoni's all over that. I'm sure he is. I would. I, that's fine with me. But like, because I heard like a clip of Anakin talking, and it's a hundred percent the Clone Wars actor that did him, and which is fine. Necessarily not video game news, but. There's a new Star Wars show that Zach gets to sink his teeth in. Huh? What show? Um, is it, what is it called? Is it called Obi-Wan? I don't... Who's it, Obi-Wan? I never heard of him. It's, Dude, this is probably... This is the show that I've been waiting for since I was five years old. I, like, I kid you not. It's just... He is, like, my favorite character, probably. Yeah, it's it's Ewan McGregor reprising his role as love, Obi-Wan I Kenobi. Um, It's taking place in between... Uh, Moulin Rouge. He oh, was yeah, in. Oh, no, that's what I thought. He yes, was in Rouge. <laughs> I was like, he was in Burlesque. Like, I what? did watch Burlesque. Like, um, he was in. Year. He was in a Bur- the Birds of Prey movie. That was pretty good. You see, yeah, oh, that was that was a cool. One. See that one. Um, it, it was pretty good. Uh, some of the best of DC, which isn't saying much. But... I was anyway, Batman. Oh, dude, it was really good. I went and saw it with your brother-in-law. It was <laughs> yeah, awesome. I know if you text me. Um, I I've heard really good things about. Yeah, it. I, I really liked it. I my really wife wants to see it, so maybe we'll make it out there this week. I mean, it comes to HBO Max in like two weeks. Don't even really bother. might as well. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. That was yeah, me in well. Spider Man, the latest Spider Man that came out. I was like, oh, I gotta go see it. Gotta go see it. And then I was like, it's probably gonna come to streaming soon. Yeah, no, dude. When I went to see Batman with your brother in law, I shit you not, there was a screening of Spider Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can go see it. Uh, I, all right, all right. All right. It's on digital now. But is it really? Yes, yes. It just Wait, got released where? like two days ago on digital. Gosh, I think it's on Prime. I'm so out of touch. I know. Jeez. Right. Uh, we are going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we will have Wildcat on to discuss Woo-woo. games. It's a games podcast. And just by listening, you're a gamer. Nice. Welcome to the club. <laughs> All right. And we are back with our special guest. Zach, would you like to introduce him? Yes, I would. This is our special guest. His name is Josh. He is a streamer. Um, something, something hippo. Um, what, 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 uh, Wildcat hippo. Sorry, totally. It's a long name. I got a case. I got a case of the Mondays today. You know what I mean. Know, we got um, a different day to record. Yeah, I know. Um, Wildcat hippo. Um, Josh, tell us a little bit about you. Hey, um, my name is Wildcat hippo. Most people call me hippo uh, or Josh. Either one's fine um i am like most people a variety streamer over on twitch.tv and content creator um i specialize mostly in first playthroughs uh i'd say this year especially i've been really going through the single player i've, I've got a huge single player bug and i've just been going through all of these games that i've missed over the years because i used to be a really big uh, multiplayer guy mm-hmm. so uh first playthroughs have been my thing and so we just got done working on all of the souls games for the very first time because i never played them and uh yeah i'm about to finish hollow knight and i don't know what's really next i think maybe alan wake kind of want to do a story game like a like a more in like a more uh linear story game i'd say have you done uncharted i did actually play uncharted's one through four just not on stream when they came out on ps3 nice yeah they were a lot of fun it's one of my favorite franchises. One of, one of these days, I'll get to them. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so just a quick question about streaming in general before we get into some of the certain games that you like and that we like as well. So have you, you said that you're a variety streamer. Do you think that like if you found the right game, you could ever stick to one game or is variety streaming something that you definitely want to do? Because I've kind of struggled with this myself in my own streaming career and being like, oh, I want to narrow down. Like I want to focus, um, but also... I like a ton of different games. So what are your thoughts on variety streaming? I think 
I don't know when you're when you're starting out streaming. I think you um you often focus a lot on what people say where they're like niche down. Like you need to you need to find a niche and you need to kind of stick to it. And that's you know that's one way to do it. I think for myself, um, knowing myself, I know that over the years I've just I've gravitated to different games at different periods of my life, and then I will move on. And I think variety streaming for me anyway is just not something that is negotiable. Um, if I were to like niche down, it wouldn't be one game. It would be like a type of game. So perfect example would be a Souls, Souls games. Like I wouldn't be able to play Dark Souls 1 for the rest of my life, but I could play the From Software games for the rest of my life. Because I think after finding them in October, like finding, I knew about them, but after playing them for the first time, starting in October of 2021, we're 2022, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So to, to just, you know, March, it's fine. They but, all start okay. to blur together. Yeah. Every, the last two years have always, they've all been oh 2020 God. to me. So it's, it's. My favorite um, meme right now is like, if, if you, if you adjust for COVID, I'm actually only 22. <laughs> like, <laughs> adjust like, for COVID. I like yeah. that. Um, I started them October, 2021. And I started Dark Souls one and I played all the way through one, two, three, Bloodborne, and then Sekiro just, uh, just recently. Um, I'd be able to stick to those games and I'd be able to do challenge runs and like do soul level one runs, which is like, uh, you're not allowed to level up at all. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. like, play the game from level one. Uh, oh, I'd be able to do like things awful. like that. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, I actually, I, I actually just streamed yesterday, just practicing a dark souls three. soul level one, and the first few bosses are easy. Um, and then you hit a wall, you just get hit in this wall and you're like, you're dying 50 times, a hundred times. And you're like, I'm not making any progress. You have to like start to rethink your strategy because also when you're level one, you can't you can't wear certain pieces of equipment. You can't wear certain weapons. You have to be like very, very meticulous about what you're using. It's very basic. So it's very difficult. And that's like a kind of a fun, you know, genre to be in. Uh, some of like I know that some of the people that you know in the content creation space, like Hey Kip and Sandwich, like they are pretty much in that same genre of like we're going to play souls type games, like from software games. And that's like, mm-hmm. there's enough variety there that I think it can still be like really interesting. So I think yeah. um, definitely a cool place to be at. Yeah. Zach, would you like to start off off with our first game category? Ba, 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 Pokemon games. What was your first Pokemon game? Pokemon yellow and the game boy color. Was where I started. A man of glass. I, see. I was just going to say uh, now what is your favorite? And can, can I just make a guess? I, I have what eight, I, 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 there's like a, there's only eight gens. So yeah. I could guess yeah. correctly. Is it Good. gen three? No. Oh man. It's really? Is, is it gen one? Is yellow your favorite? It's probably my least favorite. Gen one is probably Whoa. my least favorite. It's a hot right. take, but it's, I, I think it's because. No, more, no, not at all. all about um, gen five. Now you're disgusting. Yes, I'd say I'd say Gen Five and Gen oh. Four is like right up there for me. Gen nice. Gen, it's Gen Three and Gen Four for me. Yeah, I was gonna say Gen Three is like my generation. Like, dude, nothing beats a good month. What is Gen Five? Uh, Gen Five is um black and white. I mi- see. I missed those. Yeah, I fell off. You I, need to go back. <laughs> I know. I you need to go back. They're pretty damn. I, I haven't played Black and White and then um, X and Y. Those were like the period. Did you see Sun and Moon? Uh, yes, I have played. Some I see. Game. I haven't done Sun and Moon. I'm so sorry. You do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think like so. I always like talking about this on stream because I do. I do love Pokemon. Like Pokemon, I think so is fun. 
like if it's not souls games it's pokemon i'm like that's where i am mm-hmm. um gen 5 was like the turning point i think for game freak because they had released a game that if i if i can if i can draw like a like a like a comparison with a i guess another popular form of media if you know avatar the last airbender then yes. you know legend of Korra was like the creators created something for that same audience that loved atla and uh, avatar the last airbender um they created it for that same audience that grew up with that and they made it more mature and they made it yes. more like like darker themes and like all that stuff. So if you you get that if you watch Korra. Playing Black and White and Black and White 2, you get that feeling, that Legend of Korra feeling if you grew up with Gens 1 through 4 or like you mm-hmm. know, whatever, you skip the generation or whatever. Um, but the, the reason why that was the pivotal point for, I think... Um, pokemon as a whole was because it was like the least sold because a lot of pokemon fans obviously grew up and stopped playing pokemon Mm. and Mm -hmm. so uh, like there was like i think a direct correlation at least like observing the data um just like seeing like okay well obviously they made this game more mature themed so it did well i think in like the like the core fan base but all the other people that were playing like gen one and two they, they were already done with Pokemon. They were already out the gate. So I think Game Freak had to like turn everything on its head and say, we need to like try to attract younger audiences because that's going to be the lifeblood of our franchise. We can't keep relying on these 20-year-olds that are playing our game. We have to we have to do something else. And so they changed everything in X and Y. You know, they made like the, the universal experience share thing. They, they made um, so many callbacks. Like in X and Y, you can get like a Squirtle Charmander or a Bulbasaur. They're like, they wanted people to like resonate with the Gen 1 Pokemon a lot more too because they want that continuity. And like, you just lose that, that the brilliance that is Gen 5 where they mm-hmm. said, there's no old, in, in black and white, if you play through it, there are no old Pokemon from Gens 1 through 4. You have to use yeah, no. that region's Pokemon until you beat the game. And then they're like, okay, here you go. Here's your here's your uh, Mudkip. Here's your um, mm-hmm. Pidgey. You know, like you can't you can't do that. Like it's the only game that does it, and it, it's fantastic. Yeah, and people do get kind of mad about that when they can't play the older Pokemon. And also, I like that Korra reference that you brought up, or the analogy. I do because there's a lot of people that did not like Legend of Korra when it came out. They was like, "This is Which not is, my yep. cup of tea." But for the diehard fans, like the people who love that, that's me. The people like, who love that world so much, they were like, "No, like this is this is awesome. This is just like a different take on it." And some people are like, "I wanted the exact same thing." Yeah, that was which, in the previous version. And and like, and I will say this: there were some things in Korra that I didn't vibe with. I'm like probably the biggest last airbender fan i know i literally have an airbender like last airbender tattoo like i am a favorite series hand down but like i don't know they just added so much cool stuff in Korra, which is what you're saying like with pokemon i think the universal xp sharing is the best feature ever i like i I, and people who are like oh it's just a cheap way like screw you like no (laughs) so like Number for first and foremost, I think Cora is better than Atla. It's my, it's another. Wow, I think the writing, I think the writing is a ton, like so much better. Yes, I think, I think, I think Cora is a better avatar. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Well, yeah. um, we, we, no, the we, reason, we, the we reason, because, because she's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Because she's complicated. She, That's yes. why she, she's very, she's very troubled, and I think that that makes her a more compelling character to watch. This is fair. Yes. That, 
that's that's why I think the chorus better yes. is because and I think that the 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 cast of characters I think is a little bit more interesting minus Mako. I think Mako's kind of boring, but like Bolin oh, dude, is like the, my my favorite. Bolin's yeah, hilarious. We Bolin's, Bolin's the best. Stan Bolin we do stand Bolin. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I will say now that I think about it, I I always I never watched Airbender for Aang. I always watched it for Zuko because he's complicated. So uh, yeah, no, so he is yeah. the best. He is the best writing I think out of all out of the all of the characters. A hundred percent. And, and, and unfortunately, like, I'm, this isn't like what's crap on Avatar The Last Airbender, but Aang's like progression throughout the whole series was just like, he sometimes feels bad about hurting people. It's not like, yeah, it's no, not no. like just because he grew up. Oh, as a he monk. doesn't want to be the Avatar. I know. Oh. I think yeah. Cora had like a lot more real, progression, yes. real challenges that she had to face as like, becoming the Avatar. Season three of Cora yep. is probably the best season of the entire, like, like between Airbender and. So good. Season three yeah, of Cora and- is. Just, it's unreal, dude. It is unreal. Now I gotta go rewatch it. It's been probably two years since I've seen it, so yeah. it looks like we're gonna start it. Um, season so I two get... kind of. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no, 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 Go no. back to Pokemon. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I want to get. This is I how hit... this show goes. We I... hit a nerve. <laughs> we find something that we're all really passionate about, and then we just run with. No, because if if it's you crapping on season two, I'm all for it because I hated season two of Korra. I was gonna say it. It lost me a little bit, but I powered through, and I was I was treated with season three. Yeah, dude, I was you like, really yeah. are. You really yeah. are. They're just like, just believe us. We have, we we got it. We will bring you home. I will say, I wish they kind of doubled. I like, I would love just a whole show about pro bending. Yeah, that would be that would like, be interesting. Pro bending is sick. So cool. I love pro bending. I think it's sick, but I just think that there wouldn't be. Like where would they take it? No, no, one hundred percent. No, you know? I mean, no, I, I totally yeah. agree with you. I, yeah. I, I just say, uh, you know, I, I, I wish for things that I know will never happen. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was a lot so of fun. Cool. What are, sad what, that they dropped it. Yeah, what are we hoping for? Um, because aren't they? They're making a Netflix, or they're making oh, maybe it's not Netflix. They're making no, an they Avatar yeah, TV show. They were trying to do like a live action Netflix adaptation, and I'm like, oh, we tried this once. Why don't we just not? So. Didn't the original creators jump off the show because they were like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is going way differences. too far. Than, yeah, this is going yes. way too far. We don't so want this. Let's, we're, so we're not hopeful. No. I'm not hopeful. Uh, I mean, they left. And yeah. They left for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I trust I, them with this show, not Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I know that like they were trying to do stuff with Paramount Plus too, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We shall see. Bringing it back around town. Um, so I think we're all of the age where Pokemon trading cards were very big when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. Um, I collected them. Uh, so, oh, he's reaching. He's reaching. Z- oh. I know Zach had some. Oh, you've got some. See, and, you know, I, still, I was I'm more of a Yu-Gi-Oh them. guy in terms of the card okay. cards and not the Pokemon. It was like my mother was very much like, you can have one or the other. We're not we're not doing like 7,000 cards in our house. We're a house. one card game household. Yes. And uh, for me, it was Yu-Gi-Oh. But um, yes, Pokemon was huge. Okay. So. They were they were really big grow like when we were growing up. I feel like there was like that 10-year period where there was just not talked about. It really wasn't in the media. And then all the people it's who had them growing up are now adults now. And we're like, well, I have adult money. So I'm gonna That's buy exactly things. <laughs> um, yeah. so do you yep. what is your favorite Pokemon card that you have in your collection? And then if you have like a valuable one, like what is your most valuable? And you don't have to say the price, but you could just set to give us a little sneak peek. So it rhymes having... with one trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite card is one that I didn't even. Un... I've got a couple. Can I show you a couple? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I'd say I haven't like uh, looked at the values as much as I've just. 
just really just been enjoying collecting them because yeah. I'm not really like a, like a value about collector. It. I feel like you yeah. get in your head about it too. Of like, there's, oh dang, this there's one's... some people that are trying to retire on their collection. And there's some people that's just like, yeah. I like these cards. No, totally. to these, these are cards. pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, just like really enjoying breaking open a box and mm-hmm. just like opening up a pack and then being really disappointed the fresh and heartbroken <laughs> because I didn't have anything in it. And then I open up the next one and I'm like, holy crap, it's amazing. Um, uh, so I'll show you like. I think I think you're right about getting in your head about like value collecting because with Pokemon it's especially in North America with the English cards the way they're printed um, you get a lot of like really bad prints and so a lot of the value of Pokemon cards is getting like a high graded card and you can't get that if you don't if it's printed poorly mm-hmm. like if if the centering is off if there's like a scratch on it if there's like any whitening around the borders like all of this leads into a good grade and then that equals dollars. So you just end up getting stressed out. You finally unbox this Charizard that's worth, you know, a thousand dollars, but it's poorly centered. And then you're like, well, it's worth 50. And you're like, well, I mean, I don't think the drop off is that intense, but I feel like it takes some of the joy out of it. It definitely takes some some of the joy out of it. A hundred percent. So I'm going to show you guys four cards um, and like tell you the reasons why I like them so much. So one of my, some of my favorite cards to unbox are full arts. I mean, full arts are obviously like the nicest ones. Mm-hmm. It's where the card like fills up the, uh, the, the art fills up the entire card. Um, I really like full art trainers. The trainer cards really? are like, just like characters because like, this is, this is why right here. I'm going to say, Oh, the, yeah. Whoa. For, for those of you, um, that, that is a Skyla trainer card. Skyla. Yeah. It's a uh, Skyla. She's one of the gym leaders from, I think, black and white the Gen yes. five games. And it's just a full art trainer card. The colors are just like so vibrant. Yeah. It's, it's really just, awesome. It's got like that holographic like effect to it. Exactly. And so here's like, um, here's, this isn't a full art trainer, but this is one of the, um, I can't remember what they call it, but basically they'll take a Pokemon and you know how sometimes like gym leaders will have like, um, like a signature Pokemon, Mm -hmm. like, like Ash will be Pikachu. And then Brock is Onyx. Onyx. Right, right, right. You know, like you, you assigned, right. So Torkoal from gen three. Oh, um, I love Torkoal. You know, I don't know if you guys know who Torkoal's uh, gym leader is, but it's Flannery from gen, from gen three. Oh yes. Oh. I remember her. So that, this card's got Torkoal. Oh, it's with her on card, it. And it's Flannery. It's like a, it's like a duo card, but it, oh, like she's cool. not mentioned anywhere on the card. She's yeah. just in the art. And I think oh, that's, that that's awesome. Really cool. And so, I mean, by extension, you have yeah. red and Pikachu. Oh, that is. Oh, cool. that's cool. And that's see, like that old re- red, like so short. Yeah. And see, like <laughs> these different prints, where where I always manage to do this to you. It reminds me of The Witcher Three Gwent, where they added DLC where you could change some of the prints on the cards, and it was just way cooler. And Boy, I feel like this sick. is the I didn't thing. Know about that. Yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing where it's like, see, that Pikachu card is way cooler. You know why? Because it looks different than the original. We could be talking yeah. about literally anything in Zach somehow connected to Witcher 3. That's my new goal. That's my new bit every episode now. I'd say uh, my favorite card, though, that I've gotten. Fat Pikachu. Uh, was, Please be Fat Pikachu. It's not. I could show you a Fat Pikachu. Yes, that my is my favorite. absolute I, favorite. because oh, it, <laughs> <Fat Pikachu. laughs> right. I like. I have them handy. Like, they're here. I just think Fat like, Pikachu is the funniest thing that, like, <laughs> I just don't know. It's just so funny to me. They need to bring fat, more fat Pikachus back. They need to. Um, they need to make every. I think every Pokemon, like it has a shiny version. I think every Pokemon should have 
uh, fat version. Like I want fat Squirtle. I want fat Charmander. Skinny Snorlax though, because Snorlax is always oh, fat. Right. Yeah. True. I wonder what Snorlax would look like if they. <laughs> oh God! Them. I actually I don't know if I want to know. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> skinny, so I ordered. Skinny Snorlax doesn't really can't hurt you. <laughs> it's true. There's no body slam yeah. capability. You can't use that. It's like a signature move. Um, I bought two Japanese boxes uh, that I got shipped from Japan. It was quite expensive, import fees and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like during, I think, December 2021. No, it's probably earlier. Uh, it was like a set called Shiny Star V. And then there was like a tag team All-Stars. And mm-hmm. so uh, from the tag team All-Stars, I ended up pulling this card which was Misty and Lorelei full oh. arts. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's like the one of the elite four, like Lorelei yeah. mm-hmm. from Gen 1 and then Misty, obviously. Um, but they sent me like a gift card as like a thank you, which you can only get from the Japanese Pokemon Center, uh, like the, um, the Nintendo licensed store. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they have one in New York, I think. Yes. Um, and it's Pikachu wearing a kimono. With the, oh, oh my God. My God. We are official... in a audio only format but like i yeah. might just take some screenshots of the cards yeah we can post them on i'll our send Twitter. you pictures yeah i'll send you that, pictures of them. okay awesome because yeah. these are these are actually really beautiful yeah now, so like you have like the stamp from the official oh, so cool like, japanese uh, pokemon center and they put in like this really nice like sleeve too oh, which is like thank you for rad. shopping with us and it's like an art that like i guess yeah. one of the artists had made right. from that oh, shop that's cute. it's just so cool that, that's my favorite card see i was big in a magic the gathering mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that game's fun but you're only buying cards to like help you win the games or like build right. the deck it's not it's not there's no aesthetics like no one cares what the cards look like right so that's something i definitely miss yeah my friend my friend bought like got his down payment for his house that he was buying with his wife by selling most of his magic collection because he had like an insane amount of cards because he had been collecting for like 15 years pretty much since high school and then when it came time to buying a house he was like i've got this giant collection i don't really play much anymore i'm gonna sell most of my cards just not my deck that i use he sold it made about like I think it was eight to nine K Canadian. Wow. And he's just oh. like, I'm putting this towards my house. And yeah. then <laughs> like, like you bought a house with your magic cards. Like yeah, this is good for him. <laughs> my roommate in yeah. college had like a really extensive magic collection and like, he didn't have a job in college. So like, he was always kind of like, you know, a little short on money whenever he needed to pay rent he would take some of his magic cards down to like a card store and just be like hey like i'm trading these in he'd get like 400 500 bucks from these cards he was turning in and then he would use it to pay his rent for the month that's which wild. i thought was wild it's also wow. really sad too yeah you i know right and you're like yeah. you're like oh man i love this card but well gotta eat i love this it. card i also love eating yeah. Now, are are the Japanese cards worth more? I know you were talking about printing, like, I mean, like, but if there's a good American print, I assume, like, yeah, but are the Japanese printed cards worth more? Or is it just, is it all about just whether or not it's symmetrical and everything? I think, so the language of the card is really important for most collectors. I think English is probably the most valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also rarer to get a nice print in English versus getting a nice print in Japan, because in Japan, everything is like, like, I don't like the Japanese people are so detail oriented. So like a lot right. of the prints are perfect. Like they're like, you're not really worried about a print when you take it out of your pack. in if it's, if you got it from Japan, like everything is good, you can get it graded and it'll still be worth some money, but it's not going to be as, uh, worth it. Uh, as like an english card of the same grade gotcha. um, 
And I think it's just, it, it says something about the rarity of getting a good print in North America and also because it's English. And I think it's just more like recognized as like a mm, universal right. language, mm-hmm. right? So. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I'm actually, I have two of the same card. I have one in like a full art Rillaboom, who's like the starter from uh, Sword, yeah, Sword and Shield. Yeah. Rookie. So I've got like a full art, like shiny Rillaboom and a full art. Uh, in, in both English and Japanese. Huh. And so I want to get them both graded and see like where they're at in terms of value. Cause it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see. No, so well, if I ever do that, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys know. Yeah. That'd be really cool. All right. I'm going to transition. Go. Oh. There was a really popular game that came out in the fall of 2021. I think we both played it. It's called Amazon's new world. Um, I, I've talked about this in the podcast because this, we started the podcast right when this game was coming out. So you can see the progression of me getting really hyped for the game, me playing the game, me getting so frustrated with the game that I'm using expletives. And now me just trying to find someone else to talk through what happened. So (laughs) new world, what, what did new world, like I played a lot of MMOs growing up. MMOs is one of my favorite genres of all time. It's Which what ones? The, uh, world of Warcraft was my first real oh my experience God, game, in gaming for real. Like <laughs> I started playing world of Warcraft when I was like 11 years old and I played oh for God. like five years, took a break. Then I was got back into it and I uh, played final fantasy as well. Um, so I, I, I love a good MMO and new world felt really good when it first started out, but talk about what what do you think new world did really bad okay before i do that i just want to i just want to preface this by saying i grew up watching my parents play wow because it came out in like 2004 and that puts me in i think grade four at like eight or nine years old watching my parents play wow and then getting into wrath of the lich king was my first time playing yeah and i played it until shadowlands and then everything went to shit everyone everything went downhill and then um played final fantasy as well and then new world came out so i'm in the same boat as you yeah of 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 like where it comes from what did it do wrong um i think new world suffered from um bad patches bad fixes for their patches um terrible like both net code and game code um lack of end game content and difficulty as much as like people love to say they love hard games that game was almost unsolable after level 50 maybe even earlier if you weren't crafty with your with your with your strategies and your thinking to get to navigate some of these zones you were getting ganged like like ganged up on like three mobs would come after you and you'd die and then you'd have to run back and do the same thing over and over again. So I think difficulty is probably number one. And then it was just like, people weren't sticking around because every time they'd fix something, like three other things would break over here and then you wouldn't be able to, it just- it And was then a there's a gold ship. dupe exploit and then they're trying to figure out where all the dupe gold Trading is. Trading is disabled yeah. and your buddy's like, can oh, I get like geez. three three herbs for this alchemy recipe? Yeah. And you're like, I can't dude. There's, Sorry, there's the gold you gotta go find it. Yeah. Do you think Amazon was too ambitious with their like first game ever to make it an MMO? Which, I mean, is it controversial to say that MMOs aren't really like a, a, a fad anymore? Like, you know what I mean? 
I would disagree with the idea that it's not a fad anymore. I, think I, I, that, I never really played any. I think that's part of it. Yeah. But but anyways, um, do you think Amazon was a bit too ambitious? Like, cause I, I know New World was their first game. Like, well, they were I, they were a mobile developer before that, right? Like they were doing mobile games, and then they were like, "Let's do an MMO," and they were like, "Right, yeah, that's the natural progression." from Angry Birds to World of Warcraft kind of like, like thing. I feel like Jeff yeah. Bezos like spurted that out in like a boardroom meeting, and no one wanted to be like, "It might not be the best idea, Jeff." <laughs> I don't know if he has any control over that, but like to make that jump from mobile game developers to let's make an MMO, like the probably the hardest game to get right because there's so much at stake. You have to totally. now regulate a virtualized economy. You know what I mean? Like you have to regulate like people are going to try to break your game and you have to think of every single way that they cannot. It's just so hard to do yep. an MMO, right? In like early wow days. Oh, so good. Yep. Now, I, I played up till Shadowlands as well. Um, and it, it, it was really rough there at the end. It was rough there at the end. I was really trying to convince myself that this is something I wanted to do. I'm like, this is fun. I'm having fun, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Do you have any plans to play Lost Ark? Because that's uh, the, the new hot MMO of the season. I got to level 30 and I was like, I feel myself sinking in and I yeah. cannot do that. Right? I did the I, same I'm, thing. Yeah. So I, I stopped. Um, I have some friends that keep playing and my sister's like, stupidly into it and she hates mmos but she's like i love lost ark i'm like yeah. shut up like you know like it doesn't make sense <laughs> like, i love it uh, like she was always like anti my entire household played with wow except for my sister and yeah. it's like my mom my dad myself and her it's just the four of us and my mom and dad played uh, i think my dad played from like vanilla on launch pretty pretty much until warlords of draenor and then he he said i'm done uh and then my mom is still playing since launch because she started with my dad. Uh, she's still playing to this day. I think she's playing right now. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But like, she doesn't do anything. Like, she doesn't raid. She doesn't PvP. She just likes collecting mounts and like collecting like uh, battle pets and like yeah. all these like <laughs> little like that. side flavor stuff. And she she's got like six hundred mounts and like the one of the few people in the world that has like an achievement for it. Yeah, for having That's... that many. That's a very yeah. wholesome way to play. Like that, that yeah. that's how I can still see someone really enjoying it. Is you're like, I'm not worried about all the the new raids, raid plus, the all the the harder raids that they implement. So 1700 currencies that yeah. you need to collect in order yeah. to stay on top of it. You know, like yeah. And then I got back in when they released Classic Wow, because I was like, maybe this is what I wanted. And I played it for a while and I was like, this is not what I wanted. I take it back. I, I can't do this again. Cause now it's they're so just going, funny. they're going through the expansions. They're now they're at burning crusade. They're just going to replay wow's life history. Right. You can, you can bet your ass that I'm going back for wrath of the Lich King though. You can, yeah, I'm I, going back. <laughs> I'm going I, back. My brother is still very much. He's like raiding in uh, the crusade, like burning crusade right now. He's still very into it and I'll watch, you know, and play every once in a while, but oh. MMOs are a whole different breed. So like going back to the previous question of like, do I think like MMOs are like a dying breed? I think that they were like, you had like peak wow was Wrath of the Lich King. And then it started to taper off in mm -hmm. uh, Cataclysm, Pandaria. Um, and meanwhile, like the launch of Final Fantasy has been steadily growing up, uh, Final Fantasy 14. And then you've had like little pockets of like, little communities that are playing different mmos like i mean even old school runescape is still kicking oh, right oh, like, yeah yeah like, like i know there's like so, a star wars one that like yeah. like there's this uh 
like old republic is just now making like a resurgence like they just like mm-hmm. they just released some new like cinematic trailers stuff and i was like huh i didn't know that this game was still kicking good for them guild wars 2 just got a revamp oh nice you know i've never played guild wars 2 but everyone is like starting to go back to that game and then you know new world is coming out and it's like groundbreaking and i don't know if you played the you played the launch you 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 had the queue times like dude once you got into that game it was it was like everything that you wanted it was everything like you get in and you're like shipwrecked and you're like i need to eat so you're like, I'm going to kill this. <laughs> I need to kill this boar. And you just like, you do it. And then you make the fire and then you, you you eat it. And then you're like, this is a fun gameplay loop. You're going through it. And then just things just start. It start the cracks start the show in the foundation. And I don't know. I, I, I was a guild leader for my company. I had like created a company with uh, some of my friends and their communities. Cause we were doing like a Twitch thing. And so like three or four, of my creator friends like got their communities all together into one collective discord we made a i was i was in guild. that discord. Like, <laughs> you were? I, yeah that's how i found you it's because it was unstable no. pisces right yeah it was yeah because I, I i was in your guild or <laughs> like, I, like no. no i was in a i was okay i was in a guild originally and then i was like dude my world is dying like my server is dying so i used my one transfer token to get to it was yeast it was ys right yes so i switched to yeast and then i joined the guild but i it was too late it was too late it was already like the the world like the literally the server that we were on was already like in shambles and then they did the server merge they merged the servers they threw a bunch of servers together and it was just like we'll just see what happens i'm sure nothing bad will happen oh yeah that's that's how i found your time that's how i found you no way that's so cute i love that I didn't know because I think at that point when the server, the free server transfers were happening, I was like already one foot out the door. I yeah. don't, I don't remember like much. Cause I was like, I was trying to coordinate like, so this was, this was the state of our server. Just to give you an idea. There's three factions in new worlds. You got the purples, the yellows and the greens. Um, every, every like guild within that faction would be trying to work together so that they can collaborate in a war effort to take over another territory so that you'd have like cheaper fast travel options and and you know a guild house for your guild and the income from people using the workstations and everything yeah and you get the income and then you can use that to make like higher level workstations and all that stuff and it's very community it's a very community driven game the problem was when we landed on that server we didn't realize that we were locked in like a streamer war and so (laughs) you had on green you had like um you can you can mute this part in post but like you had like Tauli and Bajira that were on team green and then you had like a bunch of like smaller streamers so i'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop but like yeah. that were like super like Tauli and Bajira were awesome like if you've ever interacted them with them when you're not in a pvp scenario they were awesome they were really cool and then they were like really intense when it came to pvp because that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to want to win and but the people on our side were like really intense when it came to like relations so they had like this giant collective of like guild leaders that were like trying to communicate and there was it was all spearheaded by this one guy who wanted total domination of the server and i was sitting there and i was like the game sucks if we have everything like like because then nobody else is going to want to try to take it and then like like it's it's better if people have fun with it and people have fun when they win usually so like if you have everything people are going to start leaving or coming over to our faction 
And then there's nobody, there's not going to be anybody to fight because the people that are left on green and yellow aren't going to want to fight us. And then because they're, they're, they're going to lose because it was like super sweaty and super try hard. And you had these expectations to like get your guild members all the way up to like level 50 and level 60 and uh, or level 50 was cap. But um, wait, was it? Was it 50? It was, or 60? I think I it was 60. It was 60. Yeah. Okay. Like get everybody level 60. Um, you can't be in any wars if you're under 50. You aren't invited to most wars because we have like our council of people that we trust and nobody else can like touch us and and they were the ones who were like spearheading everything so if you weren't in that circle you weren't being part of war which was like one of the main content features that they were promising at least and, and that so, pl- and that played out on like every server like i i was yeah, really probably. active in the reddit and like just trying to like like is everybody else having this experience and it was pretty much just like these are the only people that get to fight in the wars, like because they have the best gear and we've, you know, invested yeah. in them as players. And I was like, for a game that's like really focused on PvP content, and they really dropped the ball on that PvP. Like there are so many things that they did not expect. And I feel like it all went badly. Like and, on a on a on a on a design level, the, the ideas are fantastic. Oh, I yeah. think they just they neglected the human aspect of it. And the human aspect of it is we get power, we we get control we get power we get everything that we want and that's just human behavior as unfortunate as it is it's like they just thrived like these these people that were doing this that were like uh the culprits were making it undesirable to play the game on a casual level which is where most of our community when we when we had it wanted to play the game that way so they were they were like we want to try a war we want to be involved in these situations but we don't have the time to commit and you can't be invited to the war because you didn't initiate it because we had they had the big group that went in and did all the things that they're entitled to and then you know it's just it's a whole thing and it just fell flat i think because humans kind of sucked <laughs> yeah well big shock on that yeah. one <laughs> like i think it's the players fault like I, you want to blame amazon for a lot of the things too like they 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 created designs without the forethought of thinking about like how will players ruin this and you kind of have to especially in an mmo right like they're they're the ones that drive the economy they're the ones that drive the play like the, the game right like so yeah it's their fault but it's the community's fault as well i think that really made new world fall flat agree all right we are almost out of time so let's end on a fun happy note um talk about you are currently playing through and you're about to you either did just finish or you're about to finish i can't remember what you said about uh hollow knight and we Mm -hmm. talked to another creator a few weeks ago about hollow knight um if you've listened to the bow to doe episode um it was his favorite game he he loves hollow knight and i do too and zach has played it as well i do love hollow knight um, as your first playthrough what what really are you enjoying the game like what's kind of sucked you in um, are you excited for this uh, inevitable sequel? So, um, uh, number number one, I just want to say, uh, like as a side note, if you guys, I don't know if we're almost out of time because you guys like have something, but I'm, I'm I can keep talking. I, I'm I'm good. Hey, we're but, gonna we'll have to cut the episode down a little bit, and I'll probably cut some of this out. But um, no I yeah. I have a hard stop at seven thirty normally. Okay, cool. Um, so Hollow Knight. Uh, after coming from the Souls games, because that's what I did, like I finished Sekiro and then I started Hollow Knight. Um, complete like whiplash in terms of like game design for me <laughs> like, right, as, as a honestly. player. <laughs> um, I think Hollow Knight is like 
like a really fantastically designed game from its like um from from the assets that they use to build the world to the music that they use to set the tone um mm-hmm. to the ever-evolving combat that you get when you find a new yeah. ability yeah like you you feel like as your player character as i guess you know the hollow knight Knight. (laughs) right um you feel yourself getting stronger with every like little upgrade that you get you get a new charm you try it out you're like "Eh, it's not for me it's not my play style but then you get a one that you do and you're like ah like this is it like i got nail master which like lets you Mm -hmm. charge your your nail arts quicker and i i'm huge into nail arts and like i because i'm streaming the game my chat's like it's so weird seeing you use nail arts. I'm like, why? They're so yeah. good. Like, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, you use it, but then these other people are not using it. So I think that like Hollow Knight does a really good job, kind of like Dark Souls in the sense that they let you kind of build your character the way you want to. Mm-hmm. One of the things that have, like some of the things that have kind of fallen flat for me is the fact that you can't really change your weapon. Like I would have liked like maybe a bit more variety in that, but I understand mm. like you have like the nail upgrades, but it would have been cool if they, your nail upgrade applied to like, you know, a boomerang or like a bow and arrow or like something like that. Yes. And so you weren't, you didn't feel like a sense of, I have to upgrade everything, but you get like a little bit more options. Mm-hmm. And they, they tried to do it with the spells, but I don't really like the spells. So you're kind of like stuck with that. Yeah. I don't I think, think I ever use the I, spells. I, yeah. I, I can't say I use the spell ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, going back to like Whiplash too. I mean, it's even just like the art style, like uh, like on top of the gameplay, but like Dark Souls. I mean, like no pun intended, it's very dark. Like the, the just the the art direction. There's not a lot of colors, and I feel like in Hollow Knight, it's the same but different. Like there's a couple of areas that kind of surprise me with how just like bright, like the bright blues and greens and stuff that they use, and it's it's just I. I think Hollow Knight has one of my favorite art directions in any game. I just, I really like the cartoon style. Um, and uh, it's, just, it's, it's really pretty game. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. I think that the music is probably one of my favorite aspects so of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like the platforming. If I'm being honest, there's a lot I of like, either. like, I, I can appreciate it. Like, it, it is good platforming, but I think that maybe I'm just not a platformer. I think after playing through the Souls games, I'm kind of like, I'm okay with never doing this again. Never jumping. And, <laughs> and I just, I just put me on the ground. But, but that's just like, I hate being up in the air. Um, I'm the same way as you. Path of Pain wasn't that bad. I'll be honest. I had a big, like, if, you, if you've tried the, pl- the Path of Pain, it's like an optional form of content after you get a specific charm right mm-hmm. um i do i i think that the initial like platforming sequence to get that charm was more difficult than the path of pain path of pain didn't take me that long and everyone was like oh just wait till you get to the path of pain and i'm like why well, it's not that it's not that sick but i'm doing um god home right now because i'm about I'm, I'm at a 108 percent out of 112 and that's all i have left is the pantheon and um it's difficult it's it's hard but i love the challenge and I, I think that's the thing that i love the most about hollow knight is that like you just get beat down and then you're like all right change up my charms and let's try again you know you mm-hmm. just get up and you just go again and that's what i loved about the souls games and that's what i love about hollow knight is that you had a lot game. of practice if you play, <laughs> I was just gonna say. you play through all the souls games you're like oh let's try hollow knight i'm like well i i feel like if you did like Hollow Knight first, you might be like, oh, I don't like the platforming and I'm getting beaten down all the time. Now you mm-hmm. only have to worry about the platforming because you're already so yeah. used to the experience. 
yeah uh, you, you like beat boss like in hollow knight i was beating some bosses that took people like you know 20 to 30 tries i was beating them in like my first or second try and they were like why are you like why are you so good and i was like i don't know i just like study the patterns like i just yeah. i see them come at me with an attack and i'm like okay be careful with that and like i learned that from the souls games that i just played through and if you played Sekiro, there's like one boss i think that's like the first big wall for people and is Genishiro. um he's like i think the third or fourth boss in that game and he's like very pattern driven but mm -hmm. He beats you down if you if you make a mistake and i think that like hollow knight is plays a lot like that too you yes. make a mistake you're getting beat down and like you need to be almost perfect and like you don't you don't have to be perfect but you need to be almost perfect you need to just like and that's what i love about it it's just like you're, you you don't need to do everything right but you need to do most things right and like you feel good once you accomplish that because you know that that's what it takes mm -hmm. so uh, I, I just I just love Hollow Knight. I love games that make me beat down. I might play Cuphead next. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's, nice. that's that's a good one. Um, I think I'm gonna start playing the Dark Souls series after I finish Elden Ring. So I know Elden Ring is definitely a lot more forgiving yes, in a lot of the senses because I've well. made it like three quarters of the way through Dark Souls one before I was just like, you know what? I think I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Like, <laughs> I I wasn't even streaming it because I I started to stream Dark Souls one. I was like, listen, I cannot focus on anything other than this guy that is beating me senseless. I could not interact with chat very well. Um, what bosses did you get to? Uh, the Lord remember? of Cinders. That's the last boss. Oh, is it? Okay, Gwyn? I'm I yes, I'm on. Okay, everybody, I'm on the last boss. I didn't know because there's <laughs> I, I have the I have the DLC too, so I didn't know like oh. what I didn't know when it was yeah. gonna end. And honestly, yeah. So maybe I'll go back once I beat Elden Ring. Um, but like I'm finding a really like I'm finding a lot of joy in these types of games now where it's like it's not just hard, it's like it is hard, but it's beatable. And I've seen people beat these games and I know that it's doable. It's just you have to get the timing right, you have to you know, be prepared. You have to play smart and you like play safe, honestly, like nine times out of 10, like you cannot, yeah. you, you are on the defensive, not the offensive. Yeah. It's really about finding your window. And I think that one thing that I wish I had done first was play Sekiro because Sekiro like dark souls, it's like about finding your window being defensive, but you can also cheese a lot of things, or you can also, um, I it's, it's a little bit, I think Dark Souls is a lot easier than Sekiro in the sense that like with Sekiro, it's very timing based because you have to like, like parry properly and you're, you're, you have to worry about your posture. And if your posture breaks, you're open to an attack and you're probably going to die because most, mm -hmm. most bosses I think have like a, like a posture, like once you, once they break your posture, they have a specific move that they do and it just, it just kills yeah. you. And you're like, huh? So you have to watch through that. You have to like time it. And it's very, that, that game is like very opportunity driven and, it, it blows my mind that the B team designed Sekiro and is as good as it is while A team was working on Elden Ring. And I haven't played Elden Ring. And I'm not going to play it until like later this year because I've got a lot of things that I've got. It's good. Planned. <laughs> I've got like a lot of things that I got planned before I want to stream it. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want my first playthrough to be streamed. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm oh, waiting man. for everybody to finish. <laughs> that my mods can like no know that's what smart that's smart yeah and then i'll go into it and then everyone's gonna watch my first playthrough and i'm gonna be like hell yeah see it's yeah. not that hard and then everyone's gonna hate me it's good <laughs> um in sekiro uh is didn't it win it won game it of the did. year it did um, win game it of the year it is like very highly regarded by like some of like my biggest 
like fan like when I fangirl out on like people in video game journalism like Chris Plant and like um uh McElroy Griffin McElroy um from like they do some video game podcasting stuff like he like we'll talk about the game for like four hours straight he's like you're not a, like he'll like joke about it and be like you're not a gamer unless you played Sekiro because, <laughs> but like it's a joke but the mecha- yeah, it's but- so mechanics driven and the mechanics were done so right mm-hmm. and I've watched people play it I am going to play it one day but I I just think they did a really good job and I didn't even know that it was their B team working on it so I might yep. go back and do it as well I um I bowed out at the flaming bowl he just really there's something about him yeah there's just something about him where I just couldn't learn his pattern and I think they're just pissing me off to no end and I was like about ready to like and like I just started date, dating my my fiance now um at the time and I was like I just I was like I just cannot I cannot let her see me like this quite yet and like I was like ready to break shit in my room and I was like I just you know this is not good for me but I might go back and replay I've heard people compare it they're like second row is just a it's just a rhythm game if you really think about it it is yeah it's it's 1000 percent a rhythm game I just like come from like Bloodborne and Mm. played that for the first time and I thought Bloodborne I think Bloodborne is the best Souls game. I was just going to ask you what, like you, what your favorite or what you thought the best one was. I think, like I, I really held Dark Souls three in high regard after I finished it because I was like, it's the best, it's the best Souls game out of the three. Um, I'm starting to like hate that as I'm going through Soul Level one because there's so many areas in that game. I'm realizing that suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bloodborne, I didn't feel like that. Bloodborne, I was like, I was so excited to find a new area and the, um. What's it called? The HP Lovecraft style of things where it's like mm-hmm. very gothic and like eldritchy and gross. I'm like, this is sick. This is awesome. <laughs> and like there's some things I don't like about Bloodborne, but I think that the the downsides of it um, definitely don't overshadow all the bright spots of it. And having come from that game and then jumping into Sekiro where you have to unlearn everything that you learned in Dark Souls and do it like this now because they want you to play the game this way, which is completely night and day. Um, it's difficult and it's frustrating, but it is so rewarding when you just like, when you don't get hit on a boss, it's the easiest game to like not get hit on a boss because you're able to like time blocks and jumps and dodges. And you just like constantly, you just hear the swords clashing. And like, there are so many times um, I don't know if you know the song Duel of Fates from Star Wars, The Phantom yeah. Menace. Oh, 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 I've never heard right? of Star Wars. Never heard of it. So He's I'm a big Star Wars guy over here. A lot of the bosses are like 1v1s. And so you're like Duel of... Like I just played... There's <laughs> every <laughs> boss fight I think... I, yeah, I was just playing... <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Yeah. yeah. you're playing Duel of Fates the entire time. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So good. All right. I think we got to wrap it up on our end, but uh, you've been a great guest to have on. And yes, we really appreciate you taking out the yeah. time to talk to us about some of your favorite games yeah yeah I, I love i love talking about gaming that's my it's my favorite thing it's it's my job i love i love it so thank you guys for having me it's, it was a lot of fun yeah no problem no problem thanks and as always go check out wildcat hippo if you like uh single player single player kind of first playthroughs um so yeah thank you for awesome. being here thanks for having me guys